Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Are we taking bets on when it's going to crash like last week or not? Oh, Jesus Christ, please, no. <laughs> no, yeah. nothing. I mean, I don't know. 45 minutes. I think that's the running average. Is Hopefully that, when I got to pee. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the running average for us to try to get going on anything is 45 minutes. We're only at 20, <laughs> 20 right now. Yeah. Okay. By my count, at least. So, yeah, we should probably start because we're all here. All right. Let's get into <laughs> this turkey. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. With Hello there. killer Connecticut Dragway shirt on. Mm. Um, I don't wear white shirts because I tend to get them disgusting. It's, that's, a, that's a bold move right there. Well, I'm no, not I'm eating and it's spring, so the hell with it. That's Do fair. It. And with us on the line is our Florida connection, Phil Jakes. What's going on? <laughs> How are you, Phil? <laughs> I am wonderful. It'll never get old, ever. Thank you. <laughs> the people It'll... watching on YouTube still have no idea what song it is. Yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Apparently, we, we can beat Shazam then, huh? Yeah, Listen right. to the podcast. Yeah. Well, due to, yeah, due to, what is it, copyright, we can't put it on YouTube, but... It's okay. I give people a reason to listen to the actual podcast like you're supposed to because that's where we started from. But if you're interested in watching it on YouTube, head on over to youtube.com slash SidsView. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe. We, I hope we've so had this week. issue all the time. So anyway, this episode of the Making Laps podcast is going to be brought to you by Jeremiah's Antiques and Collectibles up in Putnam, Connecticut. What street is that on? 26 Front Street. That's at 26 Front Street. It's next door to the really big antique shop, but don't go there because they didn't give us any money. So, anyway. Wife, do you have something about... My wife works at Jeremiah. She might as well talk to you about it. Where go can for I it. sit? Here, sit right you can sit right here. I'll sit right here. I didn't have the guest. I didn't have the guest mic. So, like I said before, maybe if people give me money for my race car and sponsorship, I give them the opportunity to be a sponsor on the podcast. And it's just one of those ways that you can, you know, increase your bottom dollar if you're going to sponsor my race car. So have at it. 30 okay. seconds. All right. Oh, just 30, huh? Just whatever you're going to say. You're go not going to be all that generous. You better be. Now, um, Jeremiah's is, is really a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of... Uh, car guys come in. We sell a lot of Petroliana. The owners are sign guys. They have fantastic signs. Like, I'm usually there on Mondays, and I'll send Brent, like, some pictures of uh, different things. Oh, racing collectibles, too. Yes, absolutely, racing collectibles. You'll find, like, there's some NASCAR stuff in in my booth, but um, for the most part, there's other guys. Like, there was uh, one of our dealers was actually a drag racer in uh, Westerly, and he has a lot of fantastic stuff in his booth. I think his name is... I know his last name is Dana. Bob Dana, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. I there's don't remember. there's been I, stuff I feel from bad. I, I think it's Bob. I'm they've had sure. stuff from Connecticut Dragway come through. They've mm-hmm. had all sorts of defunct racetracks come through. Didn't you get my like clock from there? Or was that somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, I got your clock. Oh, actually no, it was No, there. let's just say it was from there. It <laughs> yeah, was from we'll there. say it was from there because it was close enough. It was from a defunct racetrack out in like Ohio or something. I forget the name of the place, but it's in my book. I think it's uh, this one here, Lost Drag Strips. That's a pretty cool book, but anyway. I get a lot of your presents from there. Yeah, they got a lot of cool mantiques yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they have so. fantastic mantiques. And um, I'm trying to think, what else? Like, you know, if you like enamel signs, like one thing, the thing I sent to Brent today was one of those uh, glass globes from Shell Gas Yeah, it was pump. like a Shell Gas Pump globe. It was yeah. pretty neat. It was really cool. And we have all kinds of stuff like that that comes in all the time. And like other stuff too, like store displays and whatnot. And like I have a booth there, but like my stuff is for your wives and your girlfriends. I sell jewelry and girl stuff. and It's a pretty neat place. Yeah, it's fantastic. It we have a lot of fun, and we're pretty friendly most of the time. Yeah, so check them out, Jeremiah's Antiques, on, what is that street again? It's Front Street. Front Street. I keep saying, I keep it's, wanting to say Main Street, but I'm wedged, like, it's not Main Street. It's, it's wedged street. right between the really big antique store on the corner and the Bradley. Yeah, go check them out. At least give them some, you know, 
<laughs> some uh, more invest. What what the hell am I trying to say here? More return on their investment for sponsoring my race yeah, car and exactly. podcast. There you go. They're going to be sponsoring me all year long. So That's right. Go check them out. They're great guys, and we have we have so much fun. We really do. Cool. And I work every Monday. Yeah. So if, if you want to go haggle with her on prices and make her like stressed out, go go up there and see her. Oh, I don't get stressed. So. <laughs> oh my God! One guy came in today. And I gave him a good deal on like some Star Trek stuff. And he's like, here, you can give this to Jeez. your dad. And he hands me a beer cozy that's all dirty. And it says something like, boobs make me horny or something. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just because I gave you a good deal on Star Trek stuff. What kind of shirt were you wearing? I was Jesus. wearing this. Oh, okay. I get it. I mean, uh, my boobs aren't that big anymore. but Fair enough. But yeah. So... 30 seconds is up. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, I'm sorry. <laughs> Phil's not sorry. Hi, Phil from State Farm. What are you wearing? A hoodie. I see you. <laughs> Khakis. So thanks, dear. Appreciate it. And thanks to those guys for helping me out with tires all year long. I appreciate that as well. So I'm going to start the show off with a little bit of a surprise for everybody. Okay, what minute can they skip to? We'll put a that surprise. in the tagline. <laughs> no, it's. You're done. Okay. No, you're done. Goodbye. <laughs> it's okay i like the couch um anyway i see how it is yeah i know <laughs> door you, you closed the door really hard here okay anyway something for you so, to fix. <laughs> i wanted to start the show off with something i didn't tell anybody about probably except for phil and jesse because they're partners of the show and they needed to know about it so that just completely wiped the idea of surprise off of it Anyway, I received a letter, not from uh, somebody just random either. Uh, Was I it about the show? No. It's not about the show. It's more important than the show. So there's not going to be penis in it? Not yet. Okay. Um, you can add that in later if you'd like. Okay. Um, just when I'm not here. Uh, I received a letter from Congressman Joe Courtney. Okay. And it states this. Dear Mr. Gleason, thank you for your, or what's it say? It's so small letters that I don't know what the hell ad or, you know, admin put this together. Get your reading glasses on, you old fart. I need my trifocals. Come on, Grandpa, let's go. It's only in like nine print. I mean, give me a break. Do you want me here. to read it? No, nah, I got it. it. I'll just go. hold it like this in front of my face so nobody can see me. Thank you for contacting me regarding environmental protection requirements and motorsport vehicles. I appreciate, <clears throat> sorry, your comments. That's how much I care about this. And having the benefit of your views. As you know, legislation was introduced during the previous session of Congress that would exclude motorsport vehicles used exclusively for competition from certain Clean Air Act provisions, which has been brought up a few times. It's called the RPM Act. SEMA's been behind it. It's been, it's been up since like 2015, I swear to God. It's been up for quite a while. Okay. This bill, the Recognizing of the Protection of Motorsports, RPM, Act of 2020, would have, am would have amended the Clean Air Act to allow competition-only motor vehicles not used on public roads to be exempt from the law's emissions regulations. I did not have the opportunity to consider this legislation on the House floor prior to the previous session's conclusion, and it will now have to be reintroduced. Although I appreciate your concerns regarding emissions requirements on these types of vehicles, I feel that the provisions in the Clean Air Act were specifically designed to ensure that all vehicles, whether they are for competitive motorsports or are for civilian driving and are not emitting excessive pollutants into the environment, I feel it is essential that we work to uphold the provisions laid out in the Clean Air Act so that our country's air quality and public health do not suffer as a result. Although we may not agree or be in agreement on this particular issue, I appreciate you bringing my attention to this piece of legislation and will keep your views in mind on these and other subjects as Congress considers proposals similar to the RPM Act in the weeks and months ahead. Again, thank you for sharing your views with me uh, or issues, views on this issue with me. Should you have any other additions, uh, look up your own ass. Um, oh, he didn't say that. Uh, anyway. So basically, basically you did. Yeah. And it says my, the kicker at the bottom says, please do not respond to this email at this mailbox is not monitored. It's like, don't reply to this email. So, um, 
I have a bit of a rant about that because if you'd actually if if anybody listened to that in depth, I know I was reading it a little quick just to get through the stupid thing. Um, basically, to the common person, this seems like a rational response, but to me, it doesn't in literally any way. Uh, dig into it a little deeper and notice the part in the first paragraph where he says. I did not have the opportunity to consider this legislation on the House floor prior to the previous session's conclusion. Well, it's been re- it's been floating around in Congress since 2015. Okay, you've had plenty of time. Um, in the second paragraph, he then goes on to say, regardless of my, and frankly anyone else's, uh, who shares my opinions or concerns, uh, that he's not going to vote for it anyway because of the environmental concerns it raises. Uh, Which means whatever the tribal Democrats want to do because everybody votes on party lines. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely dive into that with my rant here. Uh, well, that told me all that I needed to know about his concerns, and it isn't the voice of the people. His small state of Connecticut has four racetracks into other industries involving racing and motorsports and aftermarket based in the state. For example, multiple, multiple automotive enthusiast groups, tuner shops, garages, aftermarket staples like Morosa Racing Products, uh, and also, like I said, all the racetracks and such are based here. Uh, allow me a moment to remind everyone how the government works. Jesse knows he just touched on that. Uh, if you'd like an idea of how the DNC itself works, which is Congressman Courtney's master and commander, uh, go listen to the Jocko podcast episode number 272 with Tulsi Gabbard, by the way. It's five hours long, but trust me, you'll Who listen to Who is a Democrat? She is a Democrat from Hawaii, by the way. Uh, so she has, oh, and she used to be uh, vice president of the DNC. And a woman of color. Yes. Not to be colored woman. That's racist. That's racist. She's Suffixes are race. Yes. Are racist. Yes. But with issues like this, political parties are the ones calling the shots, not the people who elected them to re- to be represented by them. Okay. Long gone are the days when a representative actually acted under the wishes of the people who voted for them to represent them. Now everything is special interest groups handing money over to political party, that party dishing out that funding to the politician who best toes the line. Vote against one of their core policies? Support someone other than their selected frontrunner in an election? Well, when it comes time for the party to dole out some funds for your re-election campaign, that money might not show up. Think government co- or think environmental causes aren't a spe- uh, funded. That's a key word. Funded. Mm-hmm. Special interest? Well, think again. How else could Al Gore amass a net worth of about $300 million and still have every single one of his predictions, and I put that in air quotes, be wrong for the last 20 years? Why else does green energy, quote-unquote, get such ridiculous amounts of subsidies while at the same time being such a criminally inefficient means of energy production? And filthy. And it is just as filthy, if not worse. If not not worse. worse. If not. Like, what are you going to do with those windmills? When Look at your backyard. You they, can't recycle them. They, told, they, they tore down a bunch of trees, which is the Earth's oxygen, according to environmentalists. They tore the down trees' like, lungs for solar panels. My backyard, literally, they tore down like 100 acres of woods to put up solar panels. I'm like, How you, environmental you, is you that? You couldn't go to an old abandoned farm field and do this. You had to re- literally tear out the woods. Tore down the wilderness. Yeah. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, right? So this is not in the idea of environmentalism, obviously. Uh, but anyway, money speaks far louder to politicians than any voice ever did. Politicians never got reelected because of how many people say they do a good job. It's because of the money they spend on a campaign. Politicians don't listen to you. They listen to the people who donate the most to the reelection campaign so they know who to play to in order to stay in office. When I receive a letter that, like, especially like this one... That blatantly says, I wasn't able to consider it, but I'm not voting for it anyway. Just solidifies the fact that these people don't listen. Any guess why they don't have to? Because with how media is shown to the people today, with internet, print, TV, smartphones, etc. down the line, they don't have to listen to their constituents. They can literally just make up the causes that people care about the most. Politicians themselves, oh god... With whoever is their top donors, act like that cause is just the most justified and brave subject to ever happen and convince their supporters to believe in it. It doesn't even matter that the smallest minority of people actually believe in it. When they say it's a big deal, people just somehow start to believe that it's a big deal. The common person just simply goes along with whatever is chosen cause because they see it as being some righteous crusade, so they'll blindly follow it regardless of any statistics or data because they want to be on the correct side of viewed morality because that's what all their leaders are talking about and they just pin their hopes to them like ah, forget it 
think of all the causes that you've think of i just wanted to put this out there but think of all those causes that you've seen and thought to yourself is this actually a thing are people actually worried about this i've begun to think that they see it as some sort of game like what kind of random thing can we turn into a movement and see who goes along with it but when you attack an industry that pollutes in one year or that pollutes less in one year i should say that than the amount of like one day of rush hour in like major cities now you've shown your hand and you've shown us all that statistics and personal freedoms really don't matter to you what matters most is looking the most moral and most just to the people who hand you your campaign money i feel bad because personally and i'm going to put this out there i actually voted for this guy i did so because he worked in the past to keep jobs in this state with his efforts to save the submarine base and the boat building industry that surrounds it um, but to do that, and at the same time cave to the minority of believers and party donors on another multi-billion dollar industry, tells me that he's no different than anyone else, and mine is just one of the many, many votes that he will, regu that he will lose regardless of the outcome of this. That's why I'm putting this out there to you people. This is the letter I got. If you signed the RPM Act, you probably got this letter from some representative. I sent it to three of my representatives. He's the only one to send me some sort of uh, scripted response. We all know it's scripted. He didn't write this response to me. He just said, Dear, insert name, this is my concerns, and this is, well, sorry about your fucking luck, kid. But why does it seem to be the trend lately that personal freedoms have to come at the cost of individual ideologies and moralities? If I own a vehicle and it's my own private property, why does the government and certain political entities feel it's their place to tell me what I can and can't do with it? It's like the entire country's living in an HOA, and they come around measuring your mailbox height and fining you for having a flag flying in your yard or have a stain in your driveway. I would ask, when will enough be enough with regards to a government intervention in our daily lives? But let's be fair, that ship sailed a long time ago. Thoughts? <laughs> By the way, this letter here, that's what I think of you. I don't know. It's just, I'm so sick of government telling us what we can and can't do. It's starting to get old. This is why I'm a Republican or a conservative, kids, because I don't like the government. The government is a necessary nuisance, as I believe, what was it, Thomas Jefferson said it? Don't quote me on anything having to do with history. I left high school. 20 goddamn years ago. I don't remember anything, okay? In college, pfft, don't even ask me about that. I think I took art classes and got drunk. So don't even, don't even, that's why I'm a mailman. What's college? <laughs> I got a degree from college, but I didn't, I don't remember any of it. It's just a, it's just a fog at this point. But yeah, I just can't stand it. I mean, like, you're going to destroy people's individual rights and freedoms to own their own private property because you're afraid that it pollutes too much. Well, but the like, other thing they sit there and they they the the Democrats are the ones that are always saying, "Oh, we need to create new jobs, create new jobs." And this is multi-billion-dollar industry, like you said earlier when we were talking. They're going to wipe out millions of jobs because they don't care about making jobs. If they cared about making jobs, they would have left Trump policies enact. Because look at look at the unemployment rate. Look at this is just this is all factual. I'm trying not to be political, but. This is literally politics. The RPM Act is politics, and it involves every racer and everybody who enjoys cars. Look at the record low unemployment. There's only one reason for that, and we know it. <laughs> There's no denying it was all the Trump uh, administration doing that. Like, if you cared that much about jobs, why are you attacking industries? <laughs> Let's be fair. If pollution was that big of a problem, why, is, why are the ice caps like still there al gore said they were supposed to be gone by now why are they growing noaa data says that it's growing like, <laughs> i mean come on you can't deny a lot of these facts i'm not saying global warming doesn't exist i'm not saying climate change isn't happening what i'm saying is that you're i think you're kind of overblowing it a little bit it, if you said to me race cars. it's not due to race cars you know what it's due to other countries <laughs> America in 2019, after we'd already left, and this is all factual, you can go look it up, 
After we left that Paris Climate Accord stupid-ass thing that we were spending billions of dollars on for no fucking reason for a few years when Obama was president, after we left that in 2019, we led the entire world in emissions reductions. So how is it our fault? Why are you going to take racing away from us when we are leading the world in emissions reductions? I blame China. I blame India. <laughs> There's other countries out there that are doing way worse things. Oh, and yeah. guess what happens? It goes everywhere. The earth turns. Weather patterns happen. Things in other countries can travel and they can go to other places. Why do you think you know California has so much fucking smog? It comes over the fucking sea. Other countries floating out in the middle of the Pacific. I mean, there's a reason why Chinese people wear masks. It's because they can't breathe their own fucking air. The air is terrible over there. <laughs> but we need to take care of, get rid of race cars. Yes. It's stupid. It's it's incredible. It's incredible the 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 low amount of foresight that these people have in office. It's incredible. These the politician used to be somebody you didn't see on TV unless they were incredibly loud and boisterous. Now they all are. <laughs> it's like you know they're getting into politics to be famous. Like this isn't the whole idea. The whole idea is to get into politics to try to represent people's concerns with the government. Our You're representing people. You, anyway. you receive letters from people with their concerns. And why are you the judge of whether or not I can fucking use a ra- or own a race car or not? Fuck you. You're not my goddamn leader. You're not my, you know, you're not my slave master. Fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking get it. Sorry, Sid. You're going to have to bleep all this out. Um, and he's probably going <laughs> to... Yeah, <laughs> I should have thought about poor Sid. That's fine. I'm on a I'm on a roll here, but no, I'm not. No, you, it's this has been going on, and you know what? I'm glad Trump took office because I love the guy for the only reason because he pissed everyone off, and that's what I like to see is people pissed off. It's like he's a bad person. Maybe you're a bad person. You know, <laughs> no, he's a real person. Yeah, he's yeah. Someone that hears his opinion. I mean, I just. Oh my God, we have an actual American in the White House the, again. It's the reason why everybody was so mad, is because you know of people like what I just said, the career politician, the person yeah. who has to suck the dick of the DNC to make sure that they don't say an ill word of Hillary, because if they do, they'll get their goddamn head cut off, or they'll be like. uh What's his name? The lawyer who got shot in the head twice in the back of the head and ruled a suicide. Vince Foster? Is that who it was? I think. Google that, kids. Wasn't Um, it uh, Epstein? Epstein didn't kill himself. We all know that. I know this is a racing show, but this is goddamn important. Why don't we talk about racing? No, this is important because this is about racing. If, If this legislation goes through, kiss your race car goodbye. Every one of them, by the way. That's not a Every one of them, by the way. If you have something built on a stock chassis, a drag race car, a drift car, any sort of race car, that like an old track or road course car that's built off a stock chassis, you won't use it. That's what this law is saying. You won't use it. Like they will find you or arrest you or impound it and crush it or whatever. They don't have the fucking authority to do that. Fuck that. Yeah, good luck. It's, you know, every time a certain type of political party gets in power, it just gets worse. These people are trying to take away guns and race cars from rednecks. It's, you know, like I said, bad. If you keep pushing the fucking button, if you keep poking the fucking bear in the chest you're going to get your head bitten off. Like, stop. What your job in the government is to do is to work on foreign policy, work on economics, work with whatever the fuck you're supposed to do, you know, like raping interns or whatever you do, or killing hookers. They're really good at that. Um, not this. Okay, Jesse's not like, your job. What did Jesse, I you're want? back. Thank you. It smells like bitch in here. It smells like bitching in here is what it is. Please. 
vent rage at the government. Go. If you're a fan of auto racing and you are a Democrat, I want you to go to the nearest tree and bring some rope. <laughs> and fucking hang yourself. Because you all voted for this shit. You know, or at least start your car in the garage, put a hose up to the tailpipe, and breathe deeply. It won't work because it's probably a hybrid. The hybrids are awful, too. Well, fuck them. Light, light the batteries on fire and inhale the fumes. Yes. Yes, you should all take a shower with no drain. Okay? <laughs> oh, God. Because you're pieces of fucking shit that are... You are stupid cattle. You are stupid, literal cattle. No one cares about anything. They care about money. And... I don't know. So if you're a race fan and you're a Democrat, literally kill yourself. Literally have a cake, bake a cake, bake a cake and put a shotgun in the end of the cake and pull the trigger with your toe. (laughs) Have some fucking shotgun cake. (laughs) You know, because... I'm so tired of because they control everything. They control the media. They control the schools. They control this. They control that. And somehow we're the ones who are supposed to come together and blah 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 blah. Where's the po- so? How about they? How about the cattle actually, actually, actually? I said actually again, right? Uh, you need to do it one more time. Okay. Yes. Actually. Actually instead of saying oh you know instead of saying shut up how about why do you why do they think like this and actually want to learn something and and actually there 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 is no quest for truth there is no quest for knowledge there's no quest for it is shut the other side the fuck up and be done with it the conversation is over. They will all talk about conversation. No, the conversation is over. Every single thing is slam dunk politics. It's all yes. taglines. It's all... I was an independent until I got to college. I was a fierce independent. And then I went to college. And then I had girls go, oh my gosh, you'll never find anyone like me. And then I can literally trip down the hall. And then there's, oh my God, there's another girl with Ugg boots, yoga pants, and North Face sweater on. Holy shit. I just found ago. one. That was awful friggin' quick. Yep. I'm still a registered independent. <laughs> well, good for you. Go kill I, yourself, too. No, I just never got around <laughs> to changing it. <laughs> no, the only reason I don't we have... We don't it, need cowards in this world. No, the only reason I didn't... <laughs> the only reason I didn't was because nobody sends me those political flyers in the mail if I'm a registered independent, which is well, I thought sweet. you got all of them. No, no. They yeah. like to they like to go on against it. There's only two sides, so they just try to fight each other. And I guess I miss all the garbage in the middle. And then I can just you go imagine for if Donald Trump <laughs> if Donald Trump ever sent weaponized the IRS against against the Democrats, then there would be a total bloodbath. Somebody happen. somebody did that to Republicans. I wonder who that was. Oh, it was fucking Obama. There should have been a bloodbath then. I just want to remind everybody that everything that we've said so far is factual. Like, you can look this stuff up. But they don't want to because it's not out of a headline. And But more them than us, so go fucking kill yourselves. Yeah. All right. I or think give me should... something to shoot at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> My gun There's is gonna very There's going to be a clean. lot of beeps in that conversation right there. Hey. Fuck it. We had to we had to touch on how angry we are because of this bullshit. We used we used yeah. I, I think we got our point across pretty well. I didn't think we used fuck like a comma. I, thought, I did. I thought we <laughs> I thought we used it like we meant it. Well, at least I meant it anyway. I used it all the whole time. So when I, when I say fuck, I want to mean it. <laughs> okay, I'm not fuck. just gonna throw fucks out there. <laughs> fuck this. Fuck that guy. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. No, I want to fucking mean it. Poor Sid. <laughs> He's just going to cut the whole thing. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> I am to some degree. So anyway, Thompson... Nice. Okay, go, go ahead, Phil. That final thought. I said the episode is going to sound like Morse code. It probably is. 
I think he just drops it out. So anyway, Thompson Icebreaker pit. I hate sobriety. Came. Fuck sobriety. <laughs> Don't hit my wheel. That thing. I need that for i racing. Sorry, I was sober. Not to try and beat us tomorrow night. Sorry, I was sober. I didn't mean it. <laughs> uh, I hate sobriety. So Thompson Icebreaker pit prices and day options were announced. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? Schedule structure oh, and me. optional Sorry. preseason practice on March 28th, which I am going to try to attend. I believe both practice sessions, both this uh, Friday, I believe it's this upcoming Sunday. Yeah. March 28th will be $25 to enter. It's going to be from 12 to 5. I believe they will have a tire truck there. Uh, and that's that's going to be 25 bucks. The, the Friday before the icebreaker is also going to be 25 bucks extra. And if you want to go to a Saturday or a Sunday, just the single days, they have single day passes for 50 bucks a piece. You want to do the whole weekend, it's 75 bucks for three days. Uh, personally, I'm just going to take the practice on the 28th, pay my 25 bucks there, and then I'm going to go race on Sunday because the Sunday schedule for us is kind of interesting. I know I'll get into the whole race schedule like the week before the race, but why did it take so long for them to say the prices when they say, "Oh, it's just going to be the same as the year before"? They wanted to wait until they got actual word on capacity from the state. So well, what wanted... the what's that all about? <laughs> That's it. I'm mad now. <laughs> oh no, I'm okay. I promise. So anyway, um, you're gonna It'll if you're okay. gonna practice a day before and then race. You're still gonna pay seventy five bucks either way, so you're gonna get your seventy five bucks worth. But um, on the Sunday, no, it's reasonable. The sportsman gonna race on Sunday. Uh, I should call us limited late models now, but whatever. Uh, so we race on Sunday. They're gonna have practice, qualifying, and features each individual day, including Sunday. So you don't have to be there all week. You can show up one day. What is that supposed to mean? Limited late models. Well, that's what we basically are now. Oh, is that a problem? Yeah. What's the problem? Crate model. Why don't you speak up, mother... Crate model racing. <laughs> I, I'm waiting on Jesse to hit the board because I told him they were crate models, essentially. So. I mean, well, I was busy shouting. <laughs> Why is everyone yelling? <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to... That's going to walk into my personal update. Car's getting ready. Oh, there we go. I was waiting for that. I really don't think the board's working at all. <laughs> yeah, Windows sucks. Don't ever record with Windows. I swear to God. It's just gotten worse and worse. I've oh. tried like four different recording programs and like nothing works. So what are you going to do? I use Windows 7. Reaper. I use Windows 7. Works like a champ. I so use Windows 10. Prefer? It's crap. Well, yeah. Well, which <laughs> it would you? doesn't work. So what would you prefer to be a, a, a Mac fag? If it works, I wouldn't care. Oh, yeah. Spend two thousand dollars on communism. <laughs> Mac computers are the leading cause of all champagne socialism. I can't afford one anyway, so I'm basically just living with the crappy audio quality. And I guess everybody else is gonna have to live with it too. So anyway, my car, I got it running. I've been posting some videos up on my YouTube page. I'm due to do another one pretty quick here. Uh, if you want to go YouTube, just search my name, Brent Gleason, you'll find it. I still haven't gotten around to changing the freaking tagline on my page yet but i worked on uh caster camber toe today and did some ride height junk and she's still got to go on scales but i got to get fuel and all sorts of stuff it's going to be a real hectic week before i go practice on sunday the 28th i'm probably going to film something there too just keep it up and phil how's your uh race car doing well i uh i got all the hubs assembled i'm just waiting on seals from drp for the front they sent me the wrong ones uh, so I got some seals on the way right now, and I need pad spacers for the rear. And once all that's together, I can get the the bearings all greased, get the thing on the ground, get it together and get it on the ground, and we can start setting it up for citrus. Cool. When is citrus? Uh, April 24th. Oh, okay. So it's about a month. Yeah, about a month away. About a month away. Uh, I'm going to try. They, they run Friday practice uh, for $15. Uh, you come in, get you probably get five, six sessions on the track, 10 minutes a piece. So uh, at Citrus being a quarter mile, you can get quite a bit of laps in one night. So uh, probably going to try and do two or three of those before the race. That's a good idea. Jesse's car is completely blown apart <laughs> from what I've seen. Yep. 
Yeah, it took the whole right side of it off. Right side is totally, totally pretzeled, twizzle, twizzler, whatever. It's all twisted up. The only side left on the car is the roof and the left side. Nose, the left side's fine. I ain't touching that. Nose, tail, left or right side, er, front and rear, everything's just taken off the thing. If, we, if the right side's worn out and the left side's not, that means you're doing the passing, not getting passed. That's right. Unless the unless you do all your passing Damn on right. the top side. I, <laughs> when I do my passing on the top side, I go quick before they can hit me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. You never got around me that one time on the top. No. <laughs> nope. That one time. <laughs> the only time we raced together like that. <laughs> Every time I raced around Phil, I got wrecked or or uh, put in a marble. So. What are you supposed to mean by that? <laughs> Phil, does that make you angry? Does that make you want to wave your arms and throw shit? <laughs> I never wrecked him. No, I just got wrecked because I was near him. I, I ran him up into the freaking woods. But yeah, that was for the win. I didn't lose a spot, so whatever. Uh, okay. Hey, you know, you know, one of us must be in a wreckage, brother. I didn't even lose a spot, so whatever. I had Hutchings behind me. He could have ate me right up, but I was pretty good that day. So, dude, Hutchings was to my tire on that restart. That was terrifying watching the replay. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't move your ass. <laughs> I think he was trying to. He could have got rid of me too because I was there. <laughs> he came in from two rows back. And if I knew he was there, I probably would have moved up a whole lane. <laughs> oh, and I'm looking forward to being back in a race car again. I don't know I how much Corey comes back and races now that the cars are closer to what he has. We'll see. We'll see what he's got. I mean, fun to watch at Thompson. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's up to him, obviously. Um, but no, I'm excited. I don't know how much longer I'll be in racing because racing is just kind of like pissing me off at this point. People are just no fun anymore. Uh, so I'm right here. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's almost like we have to race now because if we don't race, the Democrats win. Yeah, pretty much. And then the there's goddamn communism all over the place. Yep. That's all right. We'll just start the revolution now and start marching. Uh, so I don't think I have much in the way of uh, more local news to share. I didn't see a hell of a lot going on this week. Um, I was looking at some Bristol dirt stuff, but I'm like. I don't. I can't watch it, so I can't keep up with it. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know what it's on. It's, I watch they the have goofy their own, videos on the, YouTube. They, they have no, their own Facebook. streaming service. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a personal like uh, streaming service. They're gonna have. Um, I can't remember exactly where it's called again. Phil, do you know exactly what? I think it was Race XR or XR Videos or something like that. Yes, they actually had pretty good coverage. I watched them one night. Their stream at the track went down. Um, hmm. and they had some pretty good announcers and it, it was a pretty good show. Hmm. Yeah. The, the part is, uh, I don't want to be involved in a yearly of thirty four ninety nine and for an entire year, just for the, uh, Bristol street, uh, nationals, dirt nationals. Oh no, that was just for a month. 30, what? Oh, for $35 a month. Oh. for just a month. Oh, they can, they can yeah. keep it. <laughs> I'm not paying that. I'll watch no. the highlights, man. I'll drive there in my car, get a ticket just to sit in the grandstands and watch before I pay $39, $35 just to watch it on TV. The <laughs> only ones I really cared about were the Hunt the Front guys, and they only raced like two nights, so I'll watch their video series on YouTube, whatever, vlog. Yeah, that's I, Dirt Vision TV money. That's Adam Gata money. I don't have that. I got... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I... I watch all the uh, goofy videos on Facebook when people post them from the grandstands, like cars flipping over and crashing and shit, and a four wheeler getting towed and flipping fifteen times off in the turn. You know. That was great. <laughs> that poor thing. Whoever owned that thing's got to be pissed. I bet that fucking thing still started up and drove. Yeah, <laughs> probably all towed and cambered in and knocked out. Probably still went if the battery didn't fly out of it. So anyway, I did not again see too much in the way of popular short track races so didn't have any updates for that but i did see uh kyle bush won in the atlanta truck race so 60th truck series win okay cool um next race was oh <laughs> no we got to talk about uh we we do have to talk about the stages though okay you know why uh they too short no because he let uh it, it appeared 
that he let uh, John Hunter Nemechek by to win the stages and gain points. He won the first two stages, yeah. Which technically is a no-no. Technically. Technically, yeah, that's, that's a no-no. percent rule. Which is kind of funny. I do find it ironic that Michael Walter picked up on that right away because uh, if there's somebody that knows anything about team orders, it's going to be Michael Walter bracing. Right. Team orders and cheating. Just as your arm itch. Why? Do you go scratch it? That was the key word when they... I don't. <laughs> yeah. That was the key word when he spun the car out on purpose oh, to yeah, your yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about him and Jeff Hammond and and Snuffle. No, not this. that. We're not going there again. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No, you're, I'm glad you have short sleeves on. Because it's like, oh, hey, those 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 are team orders right there. I I I've no team that used to do that back in the day. That's that's a no no. NASCAR is going to really you know find him. No, they're not. Well, if they find Michael Walter bracing, they They didn't do him. They didn't do shit to him for intentionally spinning his truck out a few weeks ago. I know, because he didn't admit to it. Well, (laughs) he's the only reason. But I mean, if but now that it's happened again, that he's uh, manipulating the way races are are running, they're going to have to take another look at it uh, fairly soon. Yeah, fairly soon. Usually. If NASCAR wasn't so worried about doing this woke garbage and uh, trying to it, it, trying to figure stuff out, I, it almost seems like they're gun shy to make any kind of call or anything because they're conscious. They have their efforts on other things. They have their efforts on non-racing related items. Yeah, you know what did piss me off about the truck race during driver intros is people booing Bill Lester. Why they do that? Because he's black. Well, probably because he's, well, I agree with that, and I don't agree he should have been booed. I didn't even see it. He shouldn't have been booed, but... I didn't even know he was in the race. I forgot. I was watching it. They probably thought he only got in there because of his skin color, and that's why they booed him. Well, Well, that's that's what all these people are... are, It just drives me nuts. I mean, it's one thing to roll your eyes like and do it in silence, which, you know, I would roll my eyes in silence. Okay. The only reason why is because he called NASCAR racist and and uh, you know and and then now that it's all woke and shit now he can now he can you know he gets a truck ride at age dirt sixty and, well yeah and there's there's the Bubba Wallace you know, effect too there's so I many mean, people after the past year or whatever because of Bubba Wallace they they have it in their head that yeah he's, that, he's the only chocolate driver that's qualified to drive a car. It's just so fucking ridiculous. It drives and, me nuts. I wouldn't, the, what, I wouldn't boo the guy for it. I mean, that's hmm. just that's a little shitty. I agree with Phil on that. No, yeah, I agree. I'm not saying anything yeah. different than that. I mean, I didn't even know he was. I forgot that he was racing because I didn't see the normal. Now they coverage. can they can boot Natalie Decker all day long. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go back down that road. I think we already beat that horse pretty dead. <laughs> um, no one's gonna boo Natalie Decker. They're gonna. Throw ones at her or something. Do something sexist. They're not right. going See, boo. They're going woo. We would never be sexist on this program. Wait a minute. I guess... We don't. We don't ever. Hey. You know, uh, uh, just condone that kind of activity. So, you guys know this uh, kid named Ernie Francis Jr. Right? He's going to be in the SRX series. Yeah, he's seven-time Trans Am uh, champion. Yeah, he's, he's won, twenty-three. He, didn't he win seven times like straight or something? He won. Yeah, he won ton. since he was sixteen. Yeah, something silly. Sixteen to twenty-three. Why didn't somebody put this kid in the truck? Because he doesn't have enough money. <laughs> That's why he's Trans Am racing, right? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. He last competed part-time NASCAR Canaan Pro Series. I don't have any. Oh, for Rev Racing? Yeah, who the hell knows how long ago that was. Yeah. I um, think he's going to be one of the ones to watch in the SRX series, though. Oh, it'll be great. He's really yeah. freaking good. I can't he's... wait for that series to go. Yeah. He's the only one that's not close to death. In the <laughs> he's the only one that's not geriatric. Yeah. You want to be feel old? He's the only one that's not going to be taking a nitro pill Do you want before to f- the race. <laughs> My heart! <laughs> do you want Jesus to f- Christ! It's <laughs> for a freaking nitro. Yeah. Okay, do you want to... F- <laughs> I need my heart heart pills. <laughs> you want to feel old right now? Ernie no. Francis Jr. was born in 1990. Nine. Eight. Eight. Uh-huh. He's 23. 
Yeah. Seven time. I don't seven that. time trans. So he was born after Dale Earnhardt won the Daytona 500. Uh, January 23rd. So oh, before, so it was right yeah. before. <laughs> just before. <laughs> this guy was born a year before we started racing. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we are old. That's because you uh, know something? You know why? My mom didn't bank. My mom didn't F uh, Ernie Francis Sr. Damn it. <laughs> we could have been Ernie Francis Jr. <laughs> I know. We would have been him if we were. I don't know what my name would have been. <laughs> uh, probably still Brent. Anyway. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Okay, so moving on, we saw Justin Allgaier win the Xfinity race at Atlanta, and we okay. saw Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick um, throw each other's purse at each other at the end of the race. Uh, Josh Berry did a lot of landscaping, and his bad luck continued. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> Phil, go first. Pick one. There is no fucking place for grass in these tracks. If wow. you're going to have speakers on the car. You went for that one. <laughs> I, I'm going for that one right off the bat because that one pissed me off the most. He was the like, whole... he was halfway between go back on the racetrack or go down pit road. And he was like, he just made a decision and stuck with it. And he was like, oh shit, wrong decision. Well, and if you look at the pictures too, that grass sticks up like four or five inches. It's yeah. way hell up there. Yeah. So this... Why don't they just pave it and then just paint it green? Well, <laughs> They just did that at, uh, what was it, Charlotte, where they astroturfed the whole infield. Yeah. And now when you go down there, you just slide right through, no problem. Yeah, there's been no issue. And I like how it smokes when you fly through it because it melts the astroturf. <laughs> well, I don't know. And I just... They just got rid of grass at uh, Martinsville, too. There's no more grass there. It's not like anybody hit it anyway, which is stupid. Wow. If you hit the curb and go over it, you're going to bottom the car out anyway. Here's an idea. Oh. How about get rid of the aerodynamics and stop making it Formula One, and then you won't have to, you won't have to have grass go up your your skirts. If you had an air dam, it just would have folded under, and he would your have kept air trucking. skirt. He would have pit. They would have gone like this and pulled the air dam out, and he would have kept on going. Yeah, it was better when you could fix shit with a hammer and still go. Oh well. Oh, I had I got audio of the uh, of the um, of the uh, Gregson and Gregson and fight and, 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 and yeah, here it is. <laughs> is that the water boy? Yeah. Slap hands. Slap I thought you were gonna you were gonna play some audio of cat fight. That's that's pretty much what it was. That was just I mean, stick my two cats together in the studio and I'll stick a mic in their face. I think Hamrick is the only one that landed a punch. He did, he got around. one in, I think. I think it was He got one in, I think. I think Noah got one in at the very end, but yeah, I don't think his, it was a solid hit. Yeah, when his crew member had the guy's arms held. Yeah, but right that, after, that once that happened. Right hook. If that right hook had connected, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go ahead, kid. Try me. <laughs> that whole situation, though, like, I, I get the frustration on pit road, but fans don't understand. You can't see out of the back of race cars. This is true. Why do you back up so far anyway? This is true. You can't see out of the back of the race cars. Um, and I want to hear the audio, number one. I want to hear the audio of the uh, of the radio to see what was going on, number yeah, one. Yeah, I want to hear that, too. Yeah. Number two. I think the crew chief was backing him up. I don't think he was looking. Right. Number two, I want to know, um, I read that uh, after the contact or whatever, that uh no, Gregson gave Hemrick the finger. He actually gave him the finger prior. So when when Hemrick stopped right before Hemrick backed up back into his pit stall, right. Noah had to come to a stop almost next to him, and he stuck his finger out the window and gave him the finger at that point. Hmm. Right. So at that point, you would think that when he got hit, it would, in Hemrick's mind, I would think that it would be intentional. I, I get that. That's hard to. But if yeah. the finger wasn't there. He could I would still have just brushed it off at that. He point. could still think it was intentional, given Gregson's past history. Yeah. My only my only experience sitting in one of those cars is in iRacing. racing, but I know using the actual mirrors in the car, you can't see shit out of them. So I don't imagine because those are laser scanned cars. I don't imagine it's a whole lot different. Right, I, and we we all know in this room that that he couldn't yeah. see, but 
he could have he he could have backed up until he felt it. You know, there's no way to know really, especially given Gregson's past history. If it was somebody else and somebody else without, uh, if it was anybody other than Gregson and without the finger, you could definitely make the case that hey, it was an accident. Well, and the other thing for me is it was a slow roll. He didn't do a burnout and slam into him. He didn't back up really fast. It was just kind of a slow roll back and then get positioned in your pit stall. Yeah. But, of course, he's had all these run-ins lately with everybody else. Harrison Burton, I think he had one with Myatt Snyder. Uh, everybody, he's he's the enemy. So everybody's instantly going to jump to Hemrick's defense. Well, there's also a reason for that, is the kid puts himself out there enough that he makes himself an enemy. So he's not doing himself like any favors team. to try to reduce the stigma. I wonder at what point when the line is going to be. And remember 19... Well, I don't know if Phil remembers. He's still a kid. But uh, 1991... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's that, Phil? I said I'm not much younger. <laughs> but 1991, Ernie Urban had to get up in front of a driver's meeting and apologize to the entire racing staff. Yep. All the drivers and everything. Which is a real pissa because Dale Earnhardt never even had to do that. Yeah. I don't think he had to. I think he, I think he chose. He to might do have that. chosen to, but yeah. then again, he might not have. But NASCAR gave him the uh, listen. To be fair, that was when yeah. Big Bill was in. So NASCAR gave him the. I really think it'd be in your best interest if you uh, yeah. apologized. Yeah, and everyone's like, yeah. But I mean, Ernie Irvin's not selling as many T-shirts or bringing in as many people as. Dale Hart did so. Dale Hart, of course, he ain't ever gonna apologize. Plus, he but was whatever. friends with Bill Jr., so he wasn't gonna get that. Yeah, he wasn't gonna get that shit. That ain't so. happening. <laughs> yeah, right. So we again overlooked the fact that Justin Allgaier picked up the win. Uh, he's had a lot of real difficult races stemming back from last year to to uh, now, but they've seemed to at least they got the win out of the way pretty early this year. Yeah, he was. He got clean air. <laughs> those cars it didn't clean air at atlanta don't even matter i'll be honest it do, well it doesn't that much or as much as it should with anywhere else oh kidding me clean air matters to joey logano if it's even in martinsville speaking of joey logano Ugh. ryan blaney wins the cup race at atlanta after kyle larson dominated all day and uh kyle larson was very unhappy with joey logano who he feels was driving in his lane, taking his clean air away. And that's why Ryan Blaney was able to catch him and get by him because he didn't have any clean air to keep his tires underneath him for a long run. And then he wasted his tires and basically Blaney got by him. Can we please get away from cars where air matters that fucking much? It's like the, it's like Formula yeah, It's making it into Formula One and it's been that way for... Oh, last 25 years anyway. Because honestly, watching that, I could tell it looked like Larson was losing the nose behind Logano. Yep. And, and Logano was clearly driving the mirror. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, teammates. <laughs> yeah, you could give, you can. I don't blame uh, them, but I don't like it. You can investigate team orders for Penske, too, as far as that's concerned. Maybe I don't think there was any team orders. I think he just. I think made. it's unspoken. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're te- you're told you- that your teammates in second, but they don't tell them yeah. what to do. They just intuitively do it because they would probably get it back if they did. Yeah, well, a lot I'm of sure times code of conduct or something that NASCAR has where it's technically illegal to do that. But hmm. but he could say he was also running his own lane, so because he was yeah. far enough ahead that he could say that. So it's and not like he's going to get any trouble for it or even considered. Yeah. So until we put mind reading devices on the drivers, which we'll never do, we'll never know actual intentions, just like with Kyle Bush. Right. You'll never know unless they say it, basically. So But what was cool at the end was uh number one, Ryan Blaney doesn't do burnouts, which I appreciate a ton. He, he just, did do one. He did after he left or He did. Oh well they didn't show that on TV. It was a pussy little one, but Well they probably <laughs> told him they probably told him do something for the cameras. <laughs> Save is, your engine. Well, he's openly said that he doesn't do them because he knows the the amount of work that goes into them, the amount of money that goes into them, and he just he just understands that doing that is an incredible strain on the cars. And he's like, nope, 
I'm taking care of the equipment. I, it did its job. We need it again. So he brings it around, does a little Polish victory lap for all the fans, turns it back around, comes down, parks it on victory lane or start-finish line or whatever they're using it as now because they don't do victory lane interviews in victory lane anymore. I think the hat guy died like 30 years ago. That was a I callback. He was so fun to watch. He had the best hair. My dad Hell hated yes. him. Oh, he hated him. My dad hated him. Really? Oh, my God. He's like, this guy just has to get his face into the camera all the time. It's like, that's get just, out of that's the camera. Literally his job, Dad. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> just has to get his face on TV. But Blaney did something that was incredibly cool at the that end. And uh, he walks up and gets his checkered flag, but he looks in the grandstands and points out a kid. Very young. Probably at least four or five. I, no, I'd say at least five. About, size, about the size of my kid. You know, and the kid's wearing a Brian Blaney shirt and he waves him to come down, hands the flag off, gives the kid a fist bump. The kid's like flabbergasted. He doesn't know what to do. The official stops him because there's a photographer right there and he basically gets the photographer to take his picture right there, which was really cool. And then the official's like, okay, go ahead, back up. And the kid was like beside himself. And like his dad picked him up and grabbed the flag and the kid hugged him. And I was like, that was just a really cool moment. Oh, you know? Just a super fucking cool moment. I wish the kid could get the flag signed, but you know this. The, the, the probably will in the future. The probably. flag, the flag man should carry a sharpie. You know what I mean? Be like, <laughs> hand it off yeah, if Peter. you want to. There you go, and then you know that way the driver doesn't have to hang on to it. You know. <laughs> Going back to the Hat Man real quick. His name is Bill Broderick. For anyone who doesn't know who he is, uh, yeah, he's that's a Unical right. Fish. He was a Unical representative. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Right, yeah. right, Phil. And he always had yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Rich Keeter, if you're paying attention, bring a Sharpie. <laughs> anyway. For when we don't win a, a truck race. Well, no, for when whoever wins. It doesn't matter. They're all just going to take it from and be like, three, they win, and just walk away because they don't give hey, a Hey, look, shit. I got a Sharpie now, too. I would. Hey, thanks for the pen. <laughs> I do that to waitresses. So, after the cup race... Uh, we had to find something on television to watch, and I looked on Flow Racing, and I watched TX2K drag racing coverage. Now, Phil's our resident drag racer, so we're going to make fun of him. Uh, and Jesse has a Connecticut Dragway shirt on back when drag racing was actually cool. Uh, I-, I should say professional drag racing, because all the, the smaller stuff, like streetcar stuff, is way way better than professional stuff now. Um, we were watching it, and literally, it seemed like every single pass, somebody broke, or somebody oiled down the track, or somebody made it dirty. Is this what drag racing is like? Like, this That's is the what most... street car drag racing is like. It's like, it was, do you just sit around forever? Do cars break every <sighs> single run? What is it about? It's just like a regular test and tune on a Friday or a Wednesday night. You fucking get three runs, and then someone oils down a lane. So they close down a lane, and then everybody's funneled into one lane for the next hour while they clean the other lane. Uh, it takes <laughs> It's so worse long. than a new Smyrna Speedway cleanup crew there. It's literally wor- That's why I brought it up. It takes so long for them to go seven or eight seconds down there. It takes it, it has so much preparation for Part- such a small race. Part of the problem is because it's a streetcar class, you can't really impose a lot of the rules like some of the bigger classes have, like an engine diaper or tranny diaper. Like one guy had one. Yeah, yeah, guy who guy grenaded a motor and he had an engine diaper and a pan under it, and that saved the whole damn day. Well, that saved an hour. Cletus skywheelied Ruby. Yep. Slammed it down on the oil pan and vented all of the oil out of the pan all over the track. Yeah, he did. But he at least at least he pulled it over, and he stopped immediately. Yeah, but you still you got to clean it all up from from the impact point to where you pulled over, which was probably only thirty or forty feet. He got it stopped quick, but still, that's. Were you watching thirteen twenty videos coverage on YouTube where the guy basically? Oh, you got to watch. I think it was day one or two. It was one, two, or three, whichever one you want to pick. But a guy, a guy took a, uh, I think it was driving a Mustang, and the thing let oil go, and he went all the way down the strip and the shutdown lane in the groove, never pulled over. And there were guys walking on the track to check the track and literally sliding across the track, even with it prepped. 
Good God. And he, the guy, I think it was, I forget the guy who has like the killer mustache. I forget who it is. It's not Fred with the goatee. It was the other guy. Yeah, no, Fred, Fred's awesome. It was the other kid. Um, You're talking about the kid with the handlebars? Yeah. It was him. He was like, really, dude? Really? Gonna oil the whole track down, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I'm so used to seeing that with all the streetcar stuff. We used to go up to Orlando Speed World when I was uh, living down in Vero Beach originally for Sunday Fun Day and maybe get two runs in because there'd be so many oil downs. <laughs> Broken axles, ridiculous. breaking diffs, blowing yeah. transmissions. I mean, if they wanted to break all these cars, why don't you just like hop up like a 25-year-old Kia Sedona? Because it's just going to have easy. this. It's just going to break real easy <laughs> and not cost you as much money. Just yeah, to won't, go it out won't even leave the line. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What a bunch of garbage. What a bunch it's of hot, smelly garbage. It's not going to be too long garbage. before FL2K and TX2K and stuff like that. They start putting rules on these streetcars to where you have to have diapers or some something they, like that. Yeah, knock that off. I mean, how many times I mean, can you take a break courtesy, and go... Man. And go to the beer aisle. It can't cost that much. It's got to be a, yeah. like it's got to be less than five hundred bucks to outfit your car in those things. Yeah, don't they're they? not. It's not bad. It's not that bad. Hell, you could get a canvas bag and a couple tie straps with some pig mats and fucking throw it. At Jesus Christ, you know, <laughs> do something. Anything. I know people that have duct taped pig mat to their freaking leaking oil pans just to make a pass. I mean, those things are pretty absorbent. Yeah. Just make sure you get all of it, Phil. <laughs> All right, so does anybody want to talk about the F1 driver lineup no, coming one, one up minute. for 21? No, nope. stop. Cut that, uh, cut that, cut that, cut that, Brent. Because the race of the day was actually Sebring. Yes, I forgot to talk about Sebring because I didn't watch the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that about seven hours to go, then shut it off to watch the truck race and the Xfinity race, and then forgot to turn it back I on. Find, I find the irony, because the the winner of the race was actually a closer finish than was any of the other three major cup races, or whatever, the three major NASCAR races. The um, Miata cup race was better. Oh, yeah. the Miata race came three wide to the line again. Yeah. They did that at Daytona. There was like eight of them. Yeah. Yeah, the um, I find it ironic because they have no stages. It's an endurance event with no stages or forced cautions. The only cautions are if somebody, you know, a wheel falls off and somebody goes flying into the oh, arm. They had that big wreck oh, between the Mercedes bad. and the uh, Lambo. Yeah, that that's the only time yeah. you ever throw that was a, a caution. Big wreck. They moved the wall. Yeah. Fucking sucked. Yeah. 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 They hit a ton. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was the. Um, yeah, I thought that was the, uh, the the race of the day, and which is I, I just really like the irony, really do, because yeah, yeah nothing. It, 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 there's no way, no force control of the race, and it was still the best race of the day. Yeah, the, I heard the end was really pretty spectacular. Yeah, and it was that way for a lot of the endurance races around, especially like. Uh, I know Daytona was pretty good. That came down to the end for a lot of different classes. Uh, the Miata race, like we mentioned before, that was an excellent race. Um, again, I kind of wish I'd watched the end, but I was watching the NASCAR races because I figured people would want to hear about that more than that. But I don't know. Uh, if you're not interested in endurance racing, then uh, you should start watching it because it is actually pretty fun. You know, it's re if you're a fan of racing in general and there's a race on your television and it's going to be on... 12 hours you don't have to change the channel it's great you leave it on all day <laughs> background noise put yeah, it on great. in the shop on a race car yeah yeah I, I i have two seasons there's hockey season and then there's racing season and racing season really kind of i think they all overlap because racing believe, never stops yeah with the regular schedule without covid hockey and racing kind of overlap mm-hmm I mean, the last time I think hockey went into like summertime. I was like, "Holy crap, they're still playing!" Mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell the deal never was. born. I don't know what the deal with the schedule was, but anyway. Mm -hmm. I got anybody else? Anything else? No. What was that thing you wanted to talk about earlier before I said cut? Oh, uh, anybody want to talk about Formula One driver lineups? I don't really know. Oh, um, okay. I, I asked on. before, but. We've lost Jesse. He has died of boredom. So you can find this podcast on any major podcast platform. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. No, wait, you can't find us on Twitter, can you? You can find us on Instagram at nope. Making Laps Podcast. 
Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. If you need a little helping hand because you're a boomer and you need a little bit of... uh... Oh, he'd come back to life and given me his notes. At the end. At the end. Oh. And his final words were where to find him at on social media. So, okay. Uh, You can find us... uh, Did I say where we could find the podcast at? Because Jesse was busy dying and he kind of bothered. Okay, so you can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. If you want some in listening platforms, go to uh, GleasonBrosRacing.com. You can find that. And then you can find, uh, what's that? Oh, YouTube. YouTube.com slash Sid's View. You can find us on there. Somebody's got to let Sid know that we are done, by the way. Podcast listeners don't really mind. (laughs) But anyway. Uh, you can find Phil at P Jakes P J A C Q U E S Racing uh, on all major podcast platforms. Uh, you can find. Let's see. Jesse handed me his uh, stuff before he passed away of boredom because we were talking about F one. He says gab.com slash I've lost the will to live. Facebook.com slash some simply nothing more to give. Instagram at there is nothing left for me. Twitter at need the end to set me free. Snapchat at did 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 did. <laughs> oh, I get it. So anyway, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, until next week, keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all. Wow. I didn't think you'd give me a coded message on that one.